Welcome to the Mental Health Bootcamp Podcast. This is the podcast where four psychotherapists, three of us Canadian, one of us American, serve you cutting edge mental health knowledge. I am Dr. Ryan Howes, a clinical psychologist from Pasadena, California. And I'm Dr. Brooklyn. Ah, that was funny. Sorry for those listening. I had a piece of hair under my nose like a mustache. And then when I started talking, the piece of hair fell on. I thought it was really funny. Um, I'm Dr. Brooke Lewis, a registered <laughs> clinical counselor from the greater Vancouver area. Ryan, you look really impressed. Uh, and I'm Joanna Boyd, clinical counselor living in Port Moody. I'm Chris Boyd, uh, psychotherapist from Coquitlam. Good evening, everybody. Episode 95 of the podcast. We are excited to be here tonight, deep in the heart of December. I think if I'm not mistaken, this is the time of year where you guys actually see no sunlight. Is that right? <laughs> very, Zero. very close. Yeah. The sun rises at 730 and it sets at 415. Okay. So still a few hours, but it gets so dark pretty yeah. early. You have daylight before work, but not after. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we're getting pretty close to the days starting to get longer again, right? The 21st. Okay. Is the shortest day of the year. Yeah. And then they start to get longer again. That's good. Yeah. How about down there? How is it? It's a little kind of chilly, a little cold down there in the city of it, angels. It has been a little cold. It's kind of nice. There was some frost on the grass uh, yesterday morning, That's which, great. Is, which is not all that common down here. Uh, we had a low, we had a low today of five and a high of 16. Oh, I'm assuming that's Celsius, eh? That is Celsius. That's right. But that's a little warmer than it's been recently. I think I think that we had a high of about twelve uh, last week. So, so is that like a, a cold snap? Is that unseasonably cold? It's yeah. unseasonably cold. Yes. What is it usually in Celsius? Like ten or twelve or something? What is it usually? In, yeah. What do you mean? In around this time of year. What would be a normal temperature, yeah. daily temperature? I I think around I mean, I think sixteen is about about what we are usually at sixteen to oh, twenty cool. or so. Oh, okay. I didn't wow. realize that. So, so it's it quite does a bit get more than, yeah. brisk. It's brisk, sure, but uh, yeah, I mean we, you know, we get into oftentimes like especially here in 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 Pasadena we kind of joke about the fact that. New Year's Day is always a beautiful sunny day because we have the Rose Parade. Yeah, yeah that's right. And mo many days, it just happens to be the sunny, bright day. And, and we've had it up into the, the 70s. I'm not making the calculations anymore. Into the 70s and, and even the low 80s sometimes in, uh, in late December. But yeah, so we, we, get, we have some nice weather still. I, I, like, I love it this time of year. This is the best time of year down here. I'm not yeah, a big fan of the heat. A so. Very comfortable temperature, right? Perfect. Perfect. That's cool. Um, next week, we're getting pretty close to Christmas. We sure are. We are. Kind of crazy. 
Yeah, it's um, true. Is there like a little holiday coming up of yours, Brian? Like a uh, a tradition with your family that we'd like to touch on? Sure. I guess. Yes, I would love to touch on the fact that there's there's Christmas Day that we celebrate. There's Christmas Eve. We do some things kind of special on Christmas Eve. The day before that, the 23rd of December, we usually celebrate Pruning Day. Pruning Day is a, a big day for going through clothing, going through old boxes, going through closets, and getting rid of things that we no longer need. And uh, it's one of my favorite days of the year. I'm a big fan of minimalizing and uh, minimalism stuff. And it's just, uh, it feels so good for me to take a bunch of stuff, clear out a closet, take stuff to recycling or to, uh, to donate and just have a little more space. I think yeah, it's just- great. That's that, really good. The stuff just, just takes up stuff in my brain and it, I can think clearer when things are not so cluttered, you know? That And just to kind of reset, right? Like for the, the end of the year, kind of just, yeah, get yourself reorganized. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like to do that stuff um, January 1st, typically. Mm-hmm. And like want to buy the storage bins if we don't have enough and reorganize and make sure things are labeled and put away nicely and everything has a home and if something doesn't have a home it needs to go somewhere or out the door like that's and it just feels great to have it put away yeah yes i'm gonna get on the uh the pruning train i think so it's a week away a week and a day away right next friday the i'm going to festivus i'm going to yes festivus i'm gonna prune Great. So Ryan, we were talking prior um, to starting. Now, um, so could you explain to Chris your system? You you have a system, right? Where you like pick a, a topic yeah. or an area, or how does that work? Yeah. Well, this all started with my really. It was it was kind of a a, a thing for my kids because we knew that like Christmas would come and the kids would get a bunch of new toys and then their room would just be filled with last year's toys and this year's toys and all that. So we decided, Hey, a couple of days before Christmas, let's get rid of the toys. They're not playing with donate them, uh, you know, hand them down the line to cousins or whatever it might be just to make space for new toys. Right. So the big thing was for their room and their clothes and, and all that kind of stuff. But for me, I kind of focus on other areas of the house and there've been times I've looked at my own clothes or my own bedroom, but, uh, Maybe it's the closet. Maybe it's uh, tools outside. Maybe it, you know it's things that have worn down or things that need to be replaced or that I just never use. And so this year I'm tackling some of these old boxes that I've carried around from my childhood and adolescence, like books, boxes of like old papers that I wrote and tests and report cards and knickknacks and things that are in there. And oh. I was just telling Brooke beforehand that I'm getting kind of to the point where I, I sort of look at the box. I think of what I think, what, what must be in there. And if I open the box and there's other things that I didn't expect to be there that I don't really love or don't really need to have around, those might be on the chopping block. That's cool. Yeah. And I like, I like your system, Ryan, because it makes it much more manageable. You're not saying, Hey, I'm going to prune the whole house there. You're saying there's this area or category these specific boxes yeah and that's my goal and it's very achievable 
especially since it's one day and you want to go through it. You need to locate the things, go through the things. And then when you're getting rid of the things, have time to go to the recycling depot or to drop them off at a donation place. And because all of that takes time, right? So you can't, you're only going to get the job partway done if, if you're going to do too much. Totally. Last year was the kitchen. And I went in there and looked for all those little tools and things that that I had triple of maybe. That's another thing. If you have you know way too many copies of the same thing, you can get rid of a couple of those. Uh, or, or things that I bought for one dish one day three years ago that I'll never use again. And those are, those are a great feeling to get rid of a lot of that stuff. But that's yeah, that's it. That was kitchen was last year. This time it's my my old knickknacks from the past. So we'll see how it goes. That's cool. Well, with your minimalist uh, mentality, I wonder if you're ever going to get to a point where you're going to run out of things to donate or prune. Prune. I'll tell you, I don't seem to do that, and I don't know where the stuff comes from. I don't buy a lot of stuff, but for some reason, every year I I've never I'm never really running out of things to to get rid of somehow. That's good. I like that. There's also, um, what is it called? It's um, like a Scandinavian term. Uh, It translates a little bit cryptically. I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, but it's called uh, death cleaning. But it's it's a minimalist way of looking at your belongings. And it's literally for any any age, but to say, hey, if I were to pass away, my loved ones have to deal with my stuff. Like, do I want them to have to deal with all of my stuff? Like, do I really need this? And like, what can I do to make it easier on people moving forward? And um, it's not meant to be a cryptic view. They view it as uh, like a selfless act view. Um, but yeah, it's part of like Higgy, the movement yeah. of Higgy and Legom is another term. Uh, very similar, like, yeah, just this Scandinavian minimalist. Yeah. You only, only purchase what you need and what you will use. There's, there's a book called The Swedish Art of Death Cleaning, which is that very topic. That's it. It's a catching title, isn't it? Uh, but, I, I, but I love the idea that, that the person engaged in this, it is, it's a gift. I'm giving my, yes. my loved ones a gift of, I'm going to take care of all this stuff and sort through my affairs basically before I before it's too late, you know, before I, I go as a gift to the people who are going to have to deal with this stuff afterwards. And it's not just for persons who are like age, like a uh, higher up in age, it's for, for anyone to go through, but it's just kind of a different perspective of it. Um, yeah. I don't know. It worked well in my head. Yeah. I see it as a positive thing. I've definitely thought about before yeah. if something were to happen and someone had to come into my space and deal with it. Oh, <laughs> It'd be awful. Sorry. Yeah. Like what would they find and what would they do? Yeah. And just kind of, yeah. Holding on to the treasured items, but often I think we live with way more than what we need. All right. Pruning day. Pruning day. Pruning day. Pruning day. day. Got to read to wrap my head around. One section. Yeah. Sure. What is the one section? What's your one section, Chris? It's got to be the bedroom, I think. So your clothes? Yeah, clothes and uh, I have a drawer or two that's collecting some things. Very good. That's going to be it. Nice. uh, How about you, Ryan? 
this is from my three boxes. How about you, Brooke? Um, I could do that. The clothes. One that I, I kind of do it throughout the year. I wish they would take more is my books. Mm. Pruning all of my books and um, giving them new homes. So the library I've been donating when I go to get a new book, I they'll only accept a small bag. So I'll bring a small bag of books and donate them. Um, but that would be, I would love to do that. Or going through like my crafty area. Like, is there, yeah. Yeah, maybe more the office craft stuff or books. Yeah. What about you, Joe? Oh, I feel like, anyways. One section. <laughs> One section. Uh, it would be um, in my bedroom, clothes. Yeah. But I've, I, yeah. Would it just the be list one would area go on. of clothes? Like clothes in dresser versus no, clothes, clothes in everywhere. Because I don't, my clothes aren't necessarily in the places where they should be. They're like stacked in piles on the ground. So, yeah, just just the bedroom clothes. All right. Yeah. Pruning day. Pruning, Pruning day. day. Pruning day. <laughs> oh boy. Yes. Pruning day. Give me a pee. No, <laughs> Great for all those who celebrate. That's good. Join us, Mental Health Bootcamp Podcast, Printing Day 2022. Very good. Well, shall we do an ambush? Let's do an yeah. ambush. Well, we're actually filming right now. We're recording. Okay. Ryan. Okay. I'm going to send it your way. Joe's going to send me the ambush. Jen, Joe knows the topic. None of the rest of us do. Let's see what we got. Okay. Here we go. Spotlight on the podcast crew. Round two. It's like sleep hygiene. <laughs> Listeners get, a, get to learn a little more about us as we answer a random bunch of questions. We take turns picking a number between one and nine, and everyone answers the question. Chris starts. So what? For those you of you who... Ooh. Wow. Saucy. For those of you who may not have been around, um, we did this. Joe did this, introduced this idea uh, on October 6th for episode 90, where she asked us a bunch of questions, but we had too many questions, so... I think these might be the extras, and uh, we're ready to dive in. So October 6th was only five episodes ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. November was a rough month. <laughs> kidding. Okay, uh, let's go with uh, number five. Um, tell about a health goal you have. Oh. So I have a friend, a very good friend of mine, is getting married in June, and... Uh, I have a, a little group with some friends and we're gonna try to um, work out or have movement for 15 minutes a day. Um, so it's actually- Hard elevating. A bit of a competition. Yeah, so I think yoga counts, walking doesn't. Stretching doesn't, but yoga does. Stretching, I don't think does. Yoga, does, yeah. You can do uh, body weight exercises though. Uh, walk, jog kind of thing. 15 minutes a day. And it's kind of a survival pool type of scenario. So people may have their own thoughts on that. Like I think it's a poopy idea. But hey, is my my answer, right? My yeah, my question. Okay. Um, so yeah, 15 minutes a day. And then we're gonna keep our uh we need a lot of us need external accountability. 
and motivation. So we're gonna keep each other accountable. Um, so there's a monetary investment in this. So and I, you're saying like the, the last person standing wins the mon monetary? Gets, gets all the money, yeah. Yes. So $100 though, so it's not anything too, that's like $67 American. So it's not nothing too, uh, too crazy, but still a chunk of money that you care about, right? So, Good. yeah, because uh, for me, I love to work out, but often I don't. So a lot of it is I have more success when there's external accountability or motivation. Mm -hmm. So that's mine. How about you guys? Wait, I just want to hear really quick, because I think this is an interesting motivation question here. Brooke, what's the problem you have with that, that as a motivator? Well, Ryan, thanks for asking. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Really? I'm just curious. Let's go. I'm really glad that you're asking my opinion on this. So my problem is here we are, a bunch of therapists, and we know a lot about the human psyche and psychology and goal setting. Chris is already making sounds. So their goal here is that it's going to be every single day until June 24th of 2023. So January 1st. January 1st to June 24th of 2023. And I think that this is completely unrealistic and unattainable, even though it's 15 minutes a day, because there are going to be days somewhere in there where if you get a flu or something happens, somebody blows their, like, I don't know, throws their back out or whatever it might be, um, where they are not able to, and they're automatically out. So now where is the motivation or accountability? So, and a lot of these, I don't know who else is in it, but um, Chris is not totally in the, like you're going from zero to a hundred, which I think is setting yourself up for failure. But, but, I really do. But I understand you, it's but only what do you really minutes, think that? But what do you really think? I think it's poopy. <laughs> I think that it's unrealistic. And uh, I think that once somebody loses, they're not gonna keep going. So I don't, I don't think it's promoting uh, healthy behavior change and consistency because once you're out, I don't know if they'll keep going. And I think eventually you're going to miss a day opposed to it being six days a week. So you have nice. one day a week that you can miss just in case something's going on in your life. Right. Okay. Like, so you're saying that someone, someone gets the flu and doesn't work out in March. And so then they're, they're like, out. well, well, I guess I'm out. So why why even try for the rest of March, April, or May, right? Yeah. No. They might have good intentions, like, no, I still want to get back to it, but and if they weren't already like committed to sort of that type of lifestyle, like well, are they really going to get back into it? Um, or social lives or whatever it might be. Um, I, yeah, I just think that for healthy goal setting, we need to try and achieve 80%, not a hundred percent. And if we're going for a hundred percent, then that's, that's just not going to work. And, um, it's a good thing you're not doing it. This is why I started my own group, Joanna. Shredding for the wedding. Let's see how it turns out. Well, I'm going to start at Cancun Cuties. And, okay. uh, we'll, Can I we'll join that too? No, no, you can't. What's your motivation going to be then, Brooke? What is, what's, what's your goal? So I'm also going to do like, I'm also going to the event, the wedding. So I'm also going to try and up my fitness levels. I, I really, really enjoy working out. I've been working out for a very long time in my life, but I've been on a bit of a hiatus. 
So my goal is um, that I'm going to make a plug for my fitness pal, not the app, but uh, a fellow, <laughs> <laughs> a fellow that I follow uh, and use a lot of his programs. His name's James Wilson. And he's down in the States. And uh, I heard about him many, many years ago because I was following a couple fitness people, Jamie Eason and Little B. And I really liked their style working out. And he was doing their programs. And so his uh, programs are really affordable. So I'm going to jump back on the James Wilson uh, train. And uh, so I'll be joining his alchemy group. And his alchemy program is four workouts a week and they range anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half depending if you're doing cardio and um yeah all of his workouts are hyperlinked so you just click them and go and you know what you're doing and then you're part of a support group so you can keep each other accountable and james is there for questions and he can help with nutrition as well i don't think i'm going to do the nutrition part but um yeah so my goal is to do good workouts four times a week Okay. And right now I'm probably doing one to four a week. Last week I had good intentions, but I only did one. This week has been pretty good. I've done three. I'll maybe try and go tomorrow afternoon. Um, and again, starting January. So that's my fitness goal right now. Very good. Thanks for filling me in on the, on the, the, the objections to Chris's uh, plan there. I got it. I think it's real stupid. <laughs> Okay. Um, my, okay. My son wants to run track this, uh, this spring. And so he would like to get into jogging. And so he said, Hey dad, how about we try to jog or walk a mile a day? Oh, any breaks during that during the week? <laughs> there are no breaks, oh. but there's, there's also there no, not a consequence a if you don't do it. <laughs> There's not a consequence and we're not doing it for money. There's no, uh, no, like we're not trying to beat each other in this. He, it was more of like a, let's do this together thing. So that's awesome. as a, as a father and son, I think that's enough motivation for me. I'll be like, sure, dude, you want to go, you know, go for a jog or go for a walk. Absolutely. So that's, that's my goal. We're going to try to do that. And we don't even have a set time frame, like I guess until track season, but. We're gonna do this for a while. That's that's my goal. Reaching peace and walking peace. Yeah. 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 Oh, connection and walking, two things your program doesn't have. <laughs> Joanna. Um, I'll keep mine simple. I think I'm <laughs> trying to um I want to make sure I get enough water every day. Uh, it's easy to miss. Um, some kind of movement every day and make sure I'm getting into nature. Like at least a couple times, like into the forest on like the weekend or something like that, or by the ocean. And how much water do you have? Have you quantified that? Um, I usually will have, I try to have um, at least two liters, like just a, a two liter Nalgene mm -hmm. bottle. Yeah. Minimum, but more if I can, but I just, I'm not good with it. I, and when I'm at work, I try to just have a lot of hot water or tea um which i think is fine and yeah just something to just hydration it's easy to forget so oh you got your water bottle there you go good job everyone yeah i have a bubbly which is something it's 
12 but, ounces. Yeah. So yeah, that would be mine. Just movement, water. Sounds good. Nature. Yeah. It's not healthy. So okay. All right. All right. Next one. <laughs> Who's next? Brooke, pick a number. Me? Um three. Oh boy. Okay. Oh. Uh oh. Um all right. If you cloned yourself, which of your characteristics or qualities would you not want cloned? My digestive <laughs> issues. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> That's such a weird question. I know. Say um, a little more, Brooke, just a little bit for people who might be able to relate. Yeah, yeah. So um I've had tummy troubles my whole life. And then in my late twenties, they got really, really bad. And I felt very sick the majority of my days uh, to the point where like, just like general fatigue. I just felt like something was off. I would spend a lot of the time just like lying on the couch, brain fog, couldn't concentrate. Um, yeah, it just felt really bad. And I went to the doctor a bunch, tried to do a bunch of testing and nothing was really coming up. And a friend of mine had gone for food intolerance testing. So I went and based on the test, it's a controversial kind of test. It's with a nutritionist, um, but it came up that I was highly intolerant to nightshade vegetables, which are tomatoes, potatoes, bell peppers, and eggplant. And uh, oh. there were some other items in there as well, but those items I, weren't, I wasn't eating regularly. And I stopped eating them. And I've felt really great since, but every once in a while now I get like, there might be potato starch in something and I don't realize it or red pepper flake and I don't realize it. And then I get tummy troubles and um, it's a real ruckus and I miss tomatoes. So I would wish that my clone could eat tomato. Oh, that is my wish for her. Nice. Um, other, this is a hard question. I feel like. It, it, it could be a simple, yeah, I think Definitely it's a bit reflective. Not, I think they're, you yeah. know, yeah. yeah. That's a good question. That could be yeah. it. That's, That's where one. I'm going to stop for now. Yeah, I feel yeah. like there, I'm sure there's personal things. Like, I feel like I'm, oh, well, I, I'm a bit of a perfection. Like, I like things to be certain ways. Sometimes I wonder if I'm OCPD. Like, just, I like things to go a certain way. I like obsessive it. compulsive personality disorder, which is yes. more not not. We've talked about this in an earlier podcast, but yes, it's more yeah. of like this is just sort of a personality style of I like to have things in in place, or else I feel it well. gets I get thrown off, and yeah, and uh, expectations of things, and a little bit of perfectionism in there. Like so, I think sometimes that inhibits my life from going well. Like. I will opt to stay home and do chores because things aren't put away where they need to be opposed to going to a social event, which I also really enjoy, but by not going to the social event, then that hinders connection, which is very, very important. Right. So in some ways I feel like it interrupts my life where, yeah. Yeah. So maybe a little bit of that too, off the top of my head. Who's next? Um, I would say I could do with less procrastination uh, or my, I'm a very, uh, I'm a very messy person and I, I, yeah. And I come by it honestly, but I could really use a little bit more. My, my clone could definitely 
just not have everything like you work hard to clean and uh, like within the week everything's just everywhere so I don't really know where that comes from if it's it'd just be nice to maybe have that not there so um but I'll keep it simple that's where I'll stay I'll keep that yeah. mm -hmm. Ryan I I can uh ruminate on things for too long mm -hmm. um Boy, oh boy. I, I was just just the other day I was actually it was when I pulled out this this tub of old things from my like teenage years and it, and it brought back a memory of like something dumb I did at an eighth grade dance and and I could still just cringe like it was like it ha just happened. Right. That was so many years ago. That was the 80s. But I was like, oh, my gosh. And I could still feel it so strongly. And there are times when when that will that will come up. I'll think about something that happened five years ago, twenty years ago, and and just beat myself up for it. And it's it doesn't help me. It doesn't. There's no benefit to that. I mean, maybe maybe there's a there was a little lesson learned at some point, but to continue beating myself up for those things from long long ago serves no purpose. Just makes me miserable. And. Uh, yeah, those that's something I'd like to be able to amputate from my clone, not not have my clone have to deal with. Um I, I will I'll and I'll say that there's that a, an addition to that would be there are some times when you know they say that that you don't regret the the things in life that you did oftentimes, but you you regret more the things that you didn't do. And there are some sometimes when I felt inhibited or um uh you know intimidated by something and so I didn't go for it and I think of like asking the girl out or trying out for that team or you know putting my making my application to this school or whatever it might have been and I'm like darn it I wish I would have done that this goes back to the power of regret also the book that we reviewed last year um and it's like gosh some some things I wish that 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 fear that inhibition that that fear of regret and those actual regrets from the past I, I would love to uh, to not have to deal with those things any longer. Yeah, so for me a bit of overlap there with Ryan, for sure. It's funny my mind went to like um, yeah, I've touched on previous podcasts how um, being very much uh, connecting with friends and being social and, and the, the party aspect of things uh, probably deterred my impact and my, uh, my ability to focus on other things that probably could have enhanced my life. But then again, that's kind of part of being a teenager. That's part of being a young adult. And I'm not sure if I'd be here today if I didn't experience all those things. So that's kind of going back and forth in my mind. Uh, the highlight reel did pop into my mind as well. When things are kind of quiet, you think of your top 10 most cringe moments Mm. And uh, yeah, kind of overlapping with there with Ryan with rumination. There's certain things that will pop up. Certain things I don't have control over. It could be, um, it could be anything. It could be the polarization or people's views on things. And I, oh man, I just fixate on it. And and uh, so I remember mentioning that to a friend recently. I wish I didn't care as much about views about this or that and the other. But it's uh, my mind likes to gravitate towards it. So. Definitely trying to be aware of that and not take take the bait and kind of spiral or, or ruminate, fixate, kind of what Ryan was mentioning. 
And then, uh, of course, uh, Hera, I'm follically challenged. We're going to toot right now, but uh, it'd be kind of nice to have some incredible hair. Nice. Yeah, I feel like we all probably could have a list. Oh, yeah. Of yeah, things, yeah. So it's, it's a uh, heavy question. Yeah. It's a very good question. That's a good one. I haven't yeah. heard that one. Yeah, it wasn't. Chris, Chris, I don't think I've ever known you with hair. So I, I, I like you the way you are, buddy. Oh, thanks, man. Well, I think you, I think you look weird with hair. Now that I think about it, no, don't don't send photos. You may not like me as much. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you look like this, especially because there's like no facial hair at the time. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Ryan, pick a number. I'm gonna pick lucky number seven. Uh, if you could have one or two superpowers, what would they be and why? Did we do that one? Did we? Does that sound familiar? Well, well, I think it was the animal one. Was it? Be an we'll animal. do it again. We'll do it again. Um, or maybe did Chris it fly? I think we talked about being birds and flying. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay. We could definitely pick another one if we feel like we've done that, but I don't. I didn't think we did. Uh. When I was a kid, I used to think that invisibility would be pretty cool um, or stopping time. But uh, I think I've, I've changed from that. And now I would really like the, uh, the, the superpower of teleportation. Mm. And that's because traveling kind of sucks. And I'd like to be able to, <laughs> to just bypass uh buying a plane ticket or getting in my car to drive across town uh i'd just like to be able to teleport just to make things a little simpler i think i'd save a lot of money i'd save a lot of time better for the environment better for the environment i'd have a a, a lower carbon footprint as a result mm. and uh so yeah strictly for economic and environmental reasons i'm going to choose teleportation wow good one that is a good one gosh all right, Joe. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's usually a, a few, but um, I like the idea that I'd, I'd be able to speak any language I wanted. Oh, that's a good one, too. Oh. Including speaking to animals. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, if I could hear and, like, I can understand any language, speak any language, I think that would be super cool. So... I'll stick with that one. I do like the whole flying, but in order to fly, you should be invisible. Otherwise people will see you flying. Um, mm. So it gets a bit, you know, added on there. Mm. But I like the teleportation, Ryan. Mm -hmm. Kind of like so much flying, to see in the world. But not. Yeah. So, yeah. So language. Joe, what would it be like if you were able to talk to animals and you found out that they were just really dumb? I was wondering the same thing. I was like, do you think she'd be disappointed? I know. Would that be? I didn't even think of that. I think it. I think it'd just be great to be like you see like a murder of crows, and you're like, "Hey guys," and they're like, "Hey," you know, like, <laughs> or they're just more like feed us, so we're gonna haunt you. Um, be a lot of that. Feed me. Yeah, feed a lot of feed me or human human yeah, things. Sure things. I don't. I think I just. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I'm expecting much. I think I just like the idea that I could have. There's there's more than. There's some more communication between us and animals. I haven't really thought beyond that as to what I'd actually hear from them. That's good. Okay. But definitely, but there's definitely moments where dogs or animals will try to communicate something. You're yeah. not quite sure what it is. Yeah. Such as I'm really open for anything. Yeah. If if they're 
not intelligent, that's okay. Uh, maybe well, I learned something different. I, yeah, I don't think they're they have the human mind, yeah. so it might be a little different than yeah. what we're expecting. Yeah. But uh, there's definitely a lot of complexity to animals, and yeah, they have their desires and their needs, and maybe not desires, but well, food, I guess. Anyways, we're getting yeah. off track here. <laughs> um, I really wish I had a better answer, but I've always wanted to fly. Yeah. I actually have dreams of probably so once a week. Dreams wow. of flying. Wow. So why is that, Ryan? Why do I always dream of flying? <laughs> you have to work with Ryan for two years yeah. in order to find right. out. Uh, I mean, dreams of fly. I mean, according to this book back here on the interpretation of dreams by Freud, um, <laughs> dreams of flying are are a wish for omnipotence. Are there a wish a wish to be to, to not be bound by the rules of nature? Right. Like I can fly because gravity doesn't matter anymore, right? So uh, I have this desire to be able to kind of overcome or surpass natural law and be able to fly and, and do things that uh, nature won't allow. So it probably has to do, you know, that, that wish to be able to surpass the laws of nature may have to do with a feeling of being held back in some ways or feeling like, oh, maybe I... I, I'm limited somehow, and I have a wish to be able to overcome that. So maybe if I were your analyst, which I'm not, you might want to look into, hmm, what are some ways where I'm feeling kind of limited in my life? And in my dream life, that's where I kind of break free from that. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Bill's in the mail. Bill's, yeah. E-transfers or checks or you, you know it's an interesting variation on that which which yeah. people report and I've actually experienced this myself too is is times when you're you you can kind of fly but not completely like yeah. like you you're kind yeah. of you know you can maybe you can jump really high but you always come back down it's almost yeah. satisfying but not quite and it 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 kind of feeds into that same idea of like, I, I want to be able to surpass the laws of nature or whatever sort of limitations, but I can't quite do it. But when that happens, you have, at least me anyway, in this dream state, I know that I can fly, but it's not happening in that moment. It's frustrating, isn't it? Yeah, because I know I have the, that in that realm, I have the ability to, but it's just not happening for me. So the question would be, what are you frustrated about? right mm -hmm. <laughs> we don't need to get into that right now but... Brooke. <laughs> yeah Brooke. back right. to the superpowers everybody so um I, historically like this is a kind of a common question that comes up right and uh and I, I never really knew what i wanted as my superpower until i watched a movie and there was a moment in this movie <laughs> chris knows mm -hmm. the moment and it was like this light bulb moment or like like a cone of light where i was like this is it this is what i want as my superpower oh, you can't wait for this one yeah and the movie was guardians of the galaxy i want the powers of groot so <laughs> what like, are those again so groot all of a sudden lights up and then like brings people together with like essentially like yeah. love and peace and compassion and togetherness and connection yeah. and he's, a, he's like i am great I, I don't you haven't seen the uh guardians of the galaxy one is you know maybe just turn the volume down a bit but <laughs> yeah the ship is going down and it seems like it's like imminent harm or death yeah. whatever it might be so groot like creates his cocoon 
and kind of protects everybody. And instead of saying, and oh, lights up, he just light, lights up. And uh, for the whole life. movie, all I can say is, I am Groot. In that moment, he says, We are Groot. Oh. <laughs> that was it. And I literally, I was like, We are Groot. <laughs> that's what I want. That's my superpower. So I want to be able to some warmth and, the warmth and, and compassion and, and safety and bring people together with love and peace and hope. And that is. I, I would like the superpowers of Groot. <laughs> and and in the movie, as a result, like the the spaceship didn't crash or something. Everyone was okay. That's sort of uh, thing. The ship ship cra- crashes, but because of Groot's selfless act, Groot doesn't look so good after it. But everyone else survives. I get it. Okay, but Groot right. lives yeah. through it. So but... maybe I have a savior complex. <laughs> but <laughs> what do you think with that run? <laughs> <laughs> Roy didn't say anything about that. I have no idea. <laughs> that's anyway, not, that's okay. it. <laughs> good one. Good one. Okay. Okay. I bet you didn't expect that one. I did not. <laughs> that was great. Um, we're going to go back to Chris because I know the numbers. So go ahead. So I give a number to you? You just pick a number. Yeah. But it cannot be three. You'll just you cannot three. do three, five, or seven. Those are taken. And it's only to nine. By calling one for drawing. Oh, and sorry, so, there is no nine. Oh, okay. Eight for Joanna. Um, okay, this was one that was suggested by someone. Have you cried during a movie? Oh. And if so, you can name one. For some of us, it might be hundreds. Good <laughs> hey, you're up. Oh, Ryan um, has his hand up, though. Yes, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I, I, yes. Oh, oh this is cried. Joanna's question, right? You go first. I can start. Oh, yeah, yeah Ryan, whatever. Go, go, um, Joe. I, I'm a crier. Yeah, I've cried in many many movies it doesn't take much um i just watched downton abbey the second one with my parents on sunday and boy if you've seen the second movie and you you know you'll know what i'm talking about but i would just i think emotions are not too far from the surface for me anyways these days but i just weeped <laughs> so it doesn't take much i was just like i just weeped <laughs> I was like, after. no, I know, but I, at the moment I actually did laugh because I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I can't stop. Um, yeah, about time, like any kind of that's a movie that just ripped me apart. I'll cry at the I love you in the beginning of Moana. You know, like <laughs> I'm a crier, I'm a feeler, I'm a big feeler, and that's okay. But yeah, I definitely cry during movies. So how about you, Ryan? Yes. Crier at movies, uh, crier at some movies. Uh, for some reason, the sports movies get me. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's my, I don't know, my toxic masculinity or something. But Rudy, Rudy is a guaranteed cry for me nice. every time. I've watched it fifty times. I cry every time I see it. Um, all the, all those the football, baseball, sports movies. I cry. The first movie I cried at ever. In the movie, it was in the movie theater to age me a little bit here. And that was the movie E.T. And I cried. And I was I was actually kind of surprised because I'd been to several movies before that time as a, as a kid. But I went and saw E.T. And there's there's Elliot and E.T. on the table and, and E.T.'s reaching out. And Elliot, you know, that scene at the towards the end. Maybe you don't remember, but. I do. No, yeah. But it's Elliot, Elliot, and and I started crying, and I was like, I, I remember thinking, is this even allowed in the movie theater? Like, can I do this? <laughs> like, 
because <laughs> I had never done that before with my cheesy cartoon movies or whatever was what I'd watched before. But yes, I I actually I kind of like a movie that will bring me to tears. It's kind of a nice uh, feels like a bonus. Feels like you get you get the movie and you get the tears. Good for yeah. you, you know. It's funny you mentioned ET because uh, we mentioned this in previous podcasts, but. Steven Spielberg was at the Psychotherapy Network Symposium many years ago. And uh, he has a keen interest in psychology and he incorporates a lot of psychology into his movies, right? So it's no fluke that it evokes emotion because it's designed to do so, right? To touch on very important themes. So for him, he actually processes some of, the, some of his challenges through film. So um, hmm. bullying, absentee father, that's a big theme in a lot of his movies. Um, there's always like a kind of a, a, a child like a, kind mm. of a, a sense of wonder I guess and uh, which was important to him growing up and navigating through those challenges but hmm. um, yeah I've cried like definitely tears for one movie and I remember telling Brooke here a while ago and oh, I'm like yeah like I uh, watched this movie and I actually cried during it and she just got a little surprised She's like, oh, really? Because that's because so I've I, never mentioned that before that I've cried during a movie. So she's quite surprised by that. And I too had never cried from a yeah. movie ever before. So it was actually the one that Joanna mentioned about time. Yeah. So for, so that's the only movie yeah. I've ever cried. So Brooke came Christ. over and we're watching it, and she, in a very joking, lighthearted way, she, throughout the movie, she'd be like, "Is this the part?" Or is this the part? And as if, uh, you know. And Chris sits there going. No, that's not the part. Anyways, the part of the movie actually happens. And. The part is near the end. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say what the yeah, concept yeah, yeah. or anything is about. But uh, it's near the end of the movie. And so this scene is happening. And I literally, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. And <laughs> tears down her face. Seems... Yeah. Oh, no. And I just started bawling. Yeah, not yeah. bawling, but then, tears, lots and lots of tears. And tears. I look over and yeah. Chris is crying. They were laughing because, you know, she was surprised that I cried during this movie. And yeah. then, of course, just the on. ridiculousness of yeah. the rest of the movie being like, is this it? Yeah. What about this? Oh, but when that um, movie... Rachel McAdams. Yeah, she's great. Seen it. Definitely watch I haven't seen it. it. No. Yeah, um, definitely watch it. It's a good one. It's going to get you. Don't look at the spoilers. I won't. I won't. Okay. Rachel McAdams from, from Eurovision fame. She's wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's great. And yeah. then there was a close close second, which would have been Beaches. Oh, gosh. Where that whole movie like was built up. to make people cry. Yeah. Feel like tearing up, but don't. I'm surprised, Brooke. I thought you'd be more of a more of a crier. No. I guess I guess me and Joe are the are the weepy ones of the bunch. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Yeah. It, it takes great. a lot yeah. for me Which to cry. Awesome. Yeah. I think it's important. And I ask that question actually in therapy sometimes. We were crying during a movie. Sometimes the clients you would not suspect would say, absolutely. There's been a couple of movies that really hit me. A great window into the context of that movie and what kind of what resonated with them or so. Um, this is, I guess this is going back into banter, chit chat thing, but I'm going to go see Avatar tomorrow with my boys. Uh, you'll have to keep us posted. I remember seeing Avatar 
in uh like at the movie theater yeah when it first came out and it was phenomenal mm-hmm. like i'm so glad i saw it in theater first time yeah it was yeah, yeah. The biggest movie yeah visually oh, stunning yeah. story's a little hokey but uh it's it's got some good points to it but james cameron who did that movie also did a movie called the abyss which also gave me a big crying moment really did you guys ever see the abyss a long time ago. I thought you were going to say Titanic for sure. I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, Titanic has its own moments, but yeah, there's, yes, I've cried a lot of movies. I like that. That's awesome. I like that too. Good question, Joe. Jeez. Well, it may have been a, may have been a someone else here's question. Do we have time for one more round or what are we doing? Yeah, there's three more questions. All right, lightning round. Let's go. Yeah, we can do it quick. Um, Okay, Chris. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah, Chris. Is uh, now you're picking for you. Which so, numbers are so one, four, or six? Oh, one for or sure. two. No, I there's no two. Let's try one. Um, what's your favorite dessert? Oh, I like fresh cookies. Dang it, that's fine. <laughs> it's gonna be very fast. Oh, it really depends on the season. Well, freshly baked chocolate chip cookies or oatmeal chocolate chip cookies. Oh, that's mine. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. If Ryan, if you have one, put it up there. I'm really not a huge dessert guy, but I'll just say uh-huh. sweet in general that okay. I, I I like uh, mint chocolate chip ice cream. Ice cream. There you go. Nice. That's yeah. a statement. Nice choice of flavor. Yeah, mine would definitely change depending on the season. Like in the summer, early summer, I really want lemony things. Mm-hmm. Like a zesty lemon gummy cake. But sometimes I want tiramisu or just a good old fashioned chocolate bar. Okay. <laughs> Very mood dependent. As long as there are no tomatoes involved, that's safe zone. That's it. Okay, who's next? Uh, Brooke, go ahead for a question. Yeah. What number is your? So you say A or B? What B? Uh, this is a, it. Seems might, might seem a little bit bland, but how strong is your decision making power? Eight out of ten. Oh, you had a number. Nice one. Yeah. She made the decision there to do it. Mm-hmm. I know. Well she done. Committed to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. I can be very indecisive. It's something I'd like to work on. Um. Yeah, because sometimes it's just a pain in the butt when you can't make a decision, and sometimes you want to have more confidence in some things you want to make decisions about. But uh, so I'd say my decision power is. Bleh. Maybe these days of five and a half. Yeah. If if I'm, gosh, it's a, it's a tough tough way to put this. I'm I'm someone who likes to gather a lot of information. I like to I like to gather my data. Oh, nice. Hand yeah. right. So if there's something that's that's fairly clear cut, I have no problem saying you know, A versus B or whatever. I have no problem there. But if it's something that's new, something that's ambiguous, um, I do spend some time uh, gathering my my facts, doing my research and kind of figure out what do I, what do I want to do here? And, and that might look like ambivalence or it might look like I'm dragging my feet, but I think I'm just taking time to figure out what's, what's going to be the best decision for me. So for some things, um, I, I'll take longer but I'm very decisive at the end. Like I'm pretty clear on what I want because I've done my research. 
Okay. Um, yeah. But for sim simple things like what do I want to eat today? That's not a problem. Boom. This is what I want. Right. <laughs> Just like that, my tummy made a sound. <laughs> sure did. Wow. But I like that, Ryan. There's a few different ways to look at that. So yeah, mine mine varies as well. Yeah. There's certain things actually like what should we have for dinner tonight? I sometimes I it's like middle child syndrome. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I I can't. I can't decide. You decide. Or I don't really care. Yeah, I don't care, but it's uh, yeah, it really some things I I think it, it is information. It's analysis paralysis sometimes. It stops, slows down the decision making process. Some things I'm very comfortable and confident with. Other things I'm like, why can I not make a, a choice here? So it varies. It must be situational, but mm -hmm. I think there's some layers to that. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, there's only one more question, so I'll just read it out loud. What would you do if you won the lottery? <laughs> wow, I'm ready for this one. Go for it. I would put it in the bank for one year and before I decide what to do with it and consult a financial advisor. Exciting. <laughs> I feel like that just happened to the local lottery winner. You did the same that thing. is what I would do. I really, really when you I've thought about what this. You do. Well, it depends on what the financial advisor informed me of. He's going to make the interest off. I'm going to make the interest off of the lump sum and I'm never going to touch the interest. I'm only going to work with like, or sorry, I'm never going to touch the um, principal. I'm only going to work with the interest. Brooke, are you working with the world's slowest financial advisor? Why do you have to wait a year? To accrue some know. interest, I think. Right? I think to accrue the, yeah, accrue the interest so that I then can just live off the interest and not have never ever ever touch the principal but also not to to be reactive or we just yeah. we just had we just had a a lottery down here a couple months ago that paid out for more than a billion dollars so that's crazy money Gosh. you don't yeah, need don't to worry about accruing interest on something like that because you'll never spend that much yeah. money anyway so ours gets up to like 70 million canadian dollars yeah. That's kind of that's the that's, top. A big one. that's the top that you're gonna get. Yeah. 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 One billion? That's nuts. Yeah, we had a it was it was wild. Um Joe, I would want to there there's there are different rules down here about um whether or not you have to divulge your identity. And I would be doing whatever, the, one of the first things I would, if I won, I'd be happy, I'd celebrate. But one of the first things I would do is do whatever I could to protect my identity. Um, put, whether it's making a trust or whatever that needs to be done so that it people are not pointing to me as a as the the winner of the, uh, of the lottery because there are a lot of kind of predatory people who, just look for the people who won the lottery so they can ask them for money. I know it's a little paranoid, but it's a reality down here. Um, Same with up here. You, that's the a condition of accepting the funds. So you have to. You have to. And take a photo, the cheesy photo with the check. And um, it's publicly announced with your photo. So some people actually wear costume masks. Oh, oh, there we go. I, I wouldn't mind doing that. But, you know, I might be changing my name. I might be, you know, I think there's something down here where you can, uh, in some cases, you can hide your identity, but you have to take a lower amount, whatever that might be. I'll be weighing all of that stuff because I just don't want my life and, you know, identity be, to be ruined because of this. Um, but then it would be a lot of investing and uh, a lot of uh, protecting that money one way or another and 
taking care of my family and then doing some sort of uh, mental health nonprofit, I believe. This one. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Chris? Um, yeah, definitely take a bit of a grace period to gather my thoughts and intentions. I mean, six days would probably do it. Um, I want to make sure that you have financial security for a while. So investments, I think, would make sense. Impact family and friends, no doubt. Um, but not just necessarily, well, maybe handouts for family, friends, maybe more investments in their future or something that could be a little more sustainable for them. Um, I think I'd still work as a counselor or therapist or do something mental health related, some kind of project for sure. And then do some traveling. Nice. Lots of traveling, probably six months of the year at least. Whoa. Lots yeah. of travel, maybe by teleportation. And I would be traveling to <laughs> North Dakota to get a listener from North Dakota to listen to the podcast. Yeah. Did we get it this week? No. Oh. Uh, um, I guess I didn't clarify how much the lottery would be. So usually this question would be like, a, what if you want a million dollars? And it's like these days, that's not. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of similar things. I would um, probably yeah, try to pay off stuff and save, invest, try to put it towards, I don't even know, travel's big. But yeah, just trying to make sure I'm, I'm set up for my needs and not really going to town and buying crazy things, but maybe one day invest in a property, but nothing exceptional, probably help out some people or some charitable component, Mm -hmm. but yeah, a a trip around the world would be fantastic doing something like that. So, yeah, that's what I'd have to say about that. Um, A little random thing. If, if you could be either Santa, an elf or a reindeer, who would you choose? An elf. And why? Because then you're with other people and you're working as a team. Santa just seems like he's leading the group, but he's doing, he's not part of the group. And are you okay that you're pretty much like building toys year round? Yeah. Well, it's different to elves. Yeah. <laughs> Reindeer, it sounds really cold and strenuous. But you fly. Get to go fly. see the world. So that's why I didn't choose reindeer. Okay. And then Santa, like, is in that position of power or leadership or authority, but he's kind of alone. I don't like that. So hmm. I would like to be with the other elves and laugh and have fun and sing songs and make things and be productive. And yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay. There you go. Any other thoughts? I feel like it's a pretty silly question, but. I feel like if you're an animal, you're a reindeer. It's not probably the most exciting life. <laughs> you know what? Like but, sometimes, like uh, Santa seems like a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pressure. If you've seen any Santa movie, there's a lot of pressure on that guy. Yeah. To, to, or a gal. Or a gal. Or a gal. Noel, the movie Noel. Um, sometimes being a reindeer is appealing. Yeah. I, mean, I think of being a park ranger back in the day. You just hang out with your, your pals and yeah. maybe not the most mentally strenuous, but you do. Do we need to do to contribute and have some, some fun and fly and get some snacks? And so sometimes I feel it'd be nice to be a reindeer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so throw that out there. That elf sounds like a pretty cool gig, though. 
I'm gonna buck the trend here, and I don't mind being Santa. I think that would be great. I think it'd be great to be ringleader for something that's so impactful and meaningful for so many people. And plus, you get to go around that night and fly to every house in the entire planet in one night. How cool is that? Pretty darn cool. I'm all over that. Bring it on. Bring me the cookies. I'll eat them all. Uh, I, I, I love having a project to work up to and then see it executed well. I'm I'm all I'm good with being Santa. That's great. Good job. Hmm. Joe? Yeah, they all have their, I think they're yeah, all the points made. But great. At well, first, you I, had to at make first I was thinking about the elf, and I was like, oh, it's a lot of work. But then I like that you got the community working hard, you got the ex, you know, executioner. <laughs> Sorry, the, the the person who you know executes the <laughs> the plan, the gift giver, the the one that kids talk about and look forward to. Um, but I like, I kind of like the idea of a range <laughs> this year, just along for the ride. I'm like, Hey, I've been stocking up, stretching and I'm uh, not even Rudolph. I feel like I'm just going to be like Donner in the back and just being like, Hey, like, look at this and get some treats. I think that sounds pretty good. Get some pets. You do like carrots. You do like carrots. Carrots and celery. Yeah. Uh, there you go. That's it. That wine. Joe, up. thank you, Joe, for great questions. This is great. wonderful. I love Congrats. this. Very, very fun. Um, we do want to let people know that the book club selection coming up in a few weeks will be Irvin Yalom, The Gift of Therapy, which is a wonderful book. It's 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 written to therapists, but uh, it's also written to people who've ever been in therapy. And honestly, I think it's something that's applicable to really anyone. If you've never been in therapy, it doesn't really matter because there's so many great life lessons in this book. And we are thrilled to make this our next book club selection. So the gift of therapy, right? Hooray. Hooray. All right. Well, we will sign off. Say good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Good night. See you. Good night, everyone, from the Dental Health Bootcamp podcast. Good night, North Dakota. Find us on all those places. Brooke, you know. Um, Apple, Google, Spotify. Stitcher, Podbean, YouTube. There we go. Tell a friend or two. And come back and see us again sometime. Catch you later. Good night. Bye. 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 Thank you.